You get to choose. So if you want to be miserable, go ahead. Think miserable thoughts and your life is going to suck. But if you want to be happy, you have to choose to be happy and you have to choose to override all your negative and cynical habits that you've built up. It's really up to you. You can choose to find good things to think about and sometimes it feels like you're forcing it at first. But then like you said, it becomes natural and it just comes to you. Or you just let your mind wander and you think about all the negative stuff and, and what you're doing is you're choosing and allowing yourself to be miserable and if you do that you're going to push everybody away nobody's going to want to be around you you're going to have no good opportunities in your life and you're choosing it you just don't realize you're choosing it so the question for the listeners is what do you want to choose because it's all in your hand Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Blake. Thank you, Drew. I'm happy to be here. It's our pleasure. Super excited to have you on today. I'd love for you to give a chance to resonate with our audience a bit here. Could you let us know who you are, what you do, maybe how you got into it? Well, I will try and give you the short version. Um, I, you know, grew up in a dysfunctional family as a child and struggled a lot mentally and emotionally, but never really understood that and never knew how to talk about it. And then as a teenager, I got heavily into drugs and alcohol to the point where I was arrested a number of times before the age of 18. And I also played American football and was a captain of the varsity football team with my two best friends and supposed to go play college football. And in the summer going into senior year, year 12, I got a very bad DUI on pills, cannabis, and a lot of alcohol. And um, my football coach found out halfway through my senior season and decided to kick me off the team. And I lost all of my offers to play college football. So as a teenager, I was very self-destructive and I basically sabotaged and ruined everything that I cared about, everything that I loved, and everything that I identified with or, or which made up my ego or my identity. And so I went from being very arrogant and thinking I was invincible to being extremely lost and confused and insecure and uh, went through periods of suicidal depression for a couple years um, from the age 18 onward. And so also at the age of 18, you know, you're leaving high school and you're entering this new chapter of your life and, and you're asking, you know, do I study? What do I study? Do I go to work? What do I do to make a living? And, and I, you know, I'm asking questions like, what are the keys to a successful life? You know, does money equal success? Does money equal happiness? 
I had no idea who I was or what I wanted to do with my life. And so this compounded my psychological and emotional torment at the time. And so I was waking up every day very confused, very anxious, um, very scared just about life. And so a lot of my friends were 18 and, you know, going to school or going to work and kind of just drifting, whereas I couldn't coast. I, I felt very serious about uh, healing and about figuring out my purpose in life. And so from 18 on, I, I moved forward just trying to answer those two questions. How do I free myself from my suffering, from this mental and emotional pain? And what's the purpose of my life? And that journey led me to five different universities where I studied things like psychology, nutrition, Chinese medicine, so acupuncture and oriental medicine. I also had the honor of studying with spiritual teachers and masters in practices like meditation, yoga, tai chi, and qigong, which became a big part of my life. And I worked for a number of uh, Chinese doctors and alternative medicine practitioners just trying to learn the practical side of actually working with clients and helping other people. And um, eventually, I had a series of realizations where I could outline how most forms of disease, depression, and suffering came from us never learning how to love ourselves as children, in particularly never learning how to work with our negative thinking and negative self-talk, and then how to work with our emotions and our emotional life in a healthy way. And I could outline biologically, logically, how disease develops in the body as a result of these inner processes that people don't talk about enough. And so I wanted to write a book because I wanted to help as many people as I could. Very innocently, I was young and naive at the time. And uh, I tried to get a book published, and I was rejected by over 100 pu uh, publishers and agents. Nobody took me seriously. They thought, who could, you know, how could this young kid know anything you know, or know what he was talking about? So I decided to self-publish the book, and I, uh, uh, I published it, so printed it, distributed it, and marketed it first in Australia, where I was living at the time, then in the U.S. and the U.K. It became a number one bestseller as a self-published book from my desire just to share with people what I had found helped me with my own suffering and then with clients. And then I sold the book to a publisher, a big traditional publisher in London, and the book is now an international bestseller in 10 languages. And so I travel the world throughout the year teaching retreats just helping people transform their pain and create what they want in their life. Very simple, no BS, very practical. And, uh, and that's what brings me to doing even an interview like this. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I just, it's more of just, you know, this is what I came here to do and what I had to do to be well and to survive our crazy world. Yeah, for sure. Especially, especially now with everything going on, it's, uh, it's a bit crazier than usual. <laughs> it, it is a lot crazier. I, I mean, and I, my heart goes out to, you know, anybody who's struggling, and and I hope that the, you know our chat will will offer people some help. So tell us about some. I know this is a tough one. When I ask when I ask authors, maybe one of your favorite chapters or your favorite topic of the book. Mm, that is a loaded question. A very loaded question. I'm having to kind of scan through my thinking. I'd say I have a chapter called healthy selfishness. And in that chapter, I talk about the difference between 
healthy selfishness and unhealthy selfishness. And I break that topic down because I think that there's a lot of confused thinking and confused belief systems around selfishness. And I think that all human beings are intrinsically selfish, that nature is designed to be selfish, to preserve itself and to grow strong, and then to become of benefit to other people. And I think that the selfishness that we're used to is what I term unhealthy selfishness, which is how people become destructive and insensitive to the people around them. But when you're selfish in a healthy way, which is really self-love and self-care, then you have a lot to give to other people. And so uh, it's been important for me to help people overcome their, their limiting beliefs around taking care of themselves as being selfish so that they can actually be of benefit to the people around them and not be stressed out, spread too thin, resentful, short, snappy, all that kind of stuff. So when it comes to um, that selfishness in particular, it seems like there's so like there's you know it's, it's challenging there's two sides like it's there's selfishness where you don't really have any concern for other people and then there's this selfishness where you know if you want to help other people in your lives which most people do they have nothing to give exactly exactly and that's where a lot of our confusion comes from and really what happens is if you don't know how to take care of your emotional life and your mind, your your mental life, what happens is is you you then engage in self-destructive behavior addictions, for example, where you might drink too much alcohol or smoke too much of something or eat too much of something, which then leads to abusive unconscious behavior. So it's really important to dissect this topic because if you look to nature, I always like to talk about the apple tree. An apple tree you know, selfishly takes what it needs from the earth, it selfishly takes water and nutrients, it takes sunlight from the sun, and it's all those elements that gives it the the, the energy and the, the nutrition it needs to grow very strong, and what, it, what happens when it grows strong is it provides shade, it provides oxygen, it provides apples for people to eat and animals to eat, it provides wood, you know, for fire, so it becomes of benefit because it has what it it needs. And so when people don't know how to honor what they need and what they feel, they are more inclined to engage in self-destructive behavior. And then, then they become insensitive and they become mean and people call them selfish. But the truth is, is that they're just, their selfishness is unhealthy because their relationship to themselves is self-destructive. And that's how you become destructive for the people around you. But when your relationship to yourself is very healthy and you have a healthy self-love and self-care routine as a part of your daily and weekly life, you're not like that. You don't become insensitive and cold. You become honest, you become kind, you become helpful, you become more real, which are all really positive manifestations of that, which we don't see enough of. And so what are some of the things that we can do to self-love, to pay more attention to ourselves and to maybe not be so selfish in a different way? Well, so again, I keep bringing up that topic of expressing your feelings. So a lot of people keep in their feelings, and that is one of the primary causes of self-destructive behavior and self-destructive selfishness. So uh, it's important to, in every relationship that you're in right now, to say things like, I feel whatever you're feeling. I need, I want, etc. A lot of us just never learn the emotional awareness and the communication tools to speak like that.
So if if Drew for for if you said to me something that hurt me and upset me, my natural response might be to swear at you and push you away because I never learned the tools to say, you know what, Drew, I feel really hurt and I feel really angry by what you just said. Most of us learn to scream, point the finger, call people names, push them away when we feel hurt and angry, and that doesn't help any relationship. So the first point is to always express yourself honestly and kindly. Um, the The second thing that helps with that is everybody needs a bit of time and space for themselves every day, even a half hour or an hour just to take a walk, to exercise, especially with the, what we're going through right now with COVID. You know, people are at home more with their family or their spouses, and people are have, facing a lot of issues in their relationships and themselves that they never really faced because they were busy with their lives and they were kind of socializing or running or drinking or, you know, whatever it is that we use to distract ourselves. You can't even go to a gym right now in most places to exercise. So it's important to have at least a half hour to an hour of time for yourself so that you can just be with your thoughts, be with your feelings, decompress, do whatever nourishes you, move at your own pace. Um, and then part of that, and, and what is another major key to this healthy selfishness and self-love that we're talking about, is learning to take care of your mind, Drew. And I'm sure you know, you know, we all wake up with a lot of different thoughts and a lot of different voices in our head, and they, they run throughout the day. And if you let those voices and thoughts run unchecked, they often destroy you and they sabotage situations and relationships. So meditation is one of the most important things to start practicing, in particular, at least 10 minutes in the morning, because the thoughts that we think first thing in the morning create our day, and we don't realize that. And so that's the most important time to check your thoughts, try and find some awareness and space and that consciousness inside of you that's not tied up with your thoughts, that's not identified with the voice in your head. So I would say seek out meditation techniques and do 10 minutes in the morning before you do anything, and that will completely shift everything. And then the last topic, which is a big topic, is understanding that we all have the power to choose our thoughts. And this is something that we're not taught in school, but you can actually choose what you think. And that's pretty magical because when you start to take control of your mind in that way and exercise the muscle you have to choose your thoughts, you can choose the direction of your energy, your attention, your focus, and literally what you're creating and shaping every day and thus the life that you're shaping. Uh, But most of us, again, are victim to our thoughts and a victim of the voices in our head and they just run all day uncontrolled and unchecked. And then we ask ourselves, oh, how did I get here? Why is my life a mess? Why is my relationship a mess? Why am I not happy at work? Why, do, why am I sick? And if you start to break it down, you'll see your thoughts are running unchecked. So you're letting your mind hurt you. You're not talking about your feelings. You're not taking enough time and space for yourself. And really everything, everything comes back to that. So well, you know what? It's interesting. I really like the starting out your day because I think many times, like first thing that we do is flip on the news, right? Or we flip on the, or we flip through our news feed. Exactly. And we're like, I'm, I'm like, stop, stop. I mean, that's the most influential time of the day. So think about first thing in the morning, set the tone for the day. There are dominoes and ripples that go out and pave the day. So if you wake up anxious, insecure, 
and your thoughts are anxious, insecure, stressed all over the place, well, that's the energy with which you're going to start your day and move through your day, and that's the day you're going to create. Whereas if you say, you know, my peace and my feeling centered is the, 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 the biggest priority in my life in the morning, you're going to go through the day centered, clear, and you're going to be very intentional and present with the day you create, how you engage with people, what you give your time to, what you say yes to, what you say no to. And that awareness really starts first thing in the morning as soon as your eyes start to wake up. Because as you know, often we come out of sleep and our mind's already running before we even open our eyes. So, Yeah, for sure. And for, for me, like I really like that intention, like set your day up intentionally. We always say set your day up with for success. So that begins with a morning routine, doing the things that you want to do. For, we, we all know what it's like to run around. You're late and you're rushed and then you stub your toe. Then you have that whole day to enjoy in control instead of it controlling you, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to be a victim of circumstances or do you want to uh, exercise the energy you have to kind of pave the way and shape a beautiful day? And we, and we have that power. It's just we never learned it. I wish we had learned it as kids in school. And I wish it becomes, you know, I hope it becomes something that we can teach to children in school from a very young age. Yeah. T tell me about you. You mentioned there about thoughts, controlling your thoughts. And I really like the victim part. I was actually, I like to write myself, but I was actually started writing about, are you ready to stop being the victim? Which is the title of it. It's interesting that you mentioned that. But when we don't have any accountability for the things that we do, everything's happening to us. We're always the victim and then we're not in control of anything. So how can we shift our mindset to start to understand like we do, like we, ha we have control of our day, of our thoughts, of our emotions, and we can work towards a healthier life in that way well again everything starts at that level of thought so let's say um drew let's say you and i are friends or brothers and let's say i want to tell you something but i'm scared to tell you let's say i feel hurt or i want to you you ask me to do something and i want to say no but maybe i'm scared to say no so you ask me a question like hey blake will you do this for me and then my gut feeling is no but then if you're really paying attention, what you'll see is, is that what comes up is a thought which is fear-based or full of guilt, which is fear-based. So I, I might feel no, but then the, the story, the thought that comes up is I'm scared to say no to you because you might get upset or you may not be my friend anymore or you may punch me in the face or you might take something away from me. So I have this fear come up of losing something or something bad happening. And then I stop myself from being true to myself, which means I hurt myself. So I might then say, I might complain to other people that, you know, you're an asshole or you're not a nice person. I, you know, excuse my language. But the truth is, is that I made myself the victim because I let fear stop me from being true to myself. And that's where you take your power back is where you own that your fear-based thinking hurts you and makes you the victim. And this is a big lesson for people who are in abusive relationships and abusive situations. If you really dissect it, people feel powerless, but they only feel powerless because they give their power away to someone or something through their thinking. So as soon as you say, you know what, I can say no, I can walk away, I can run away, I don't have to answer my phone, I can leave, I can, you know, 
I can, whatever, you know, I can do whatever I need to do to protect myself or get out of here, you start to change your thinking. But people get so trapped psychologically, and that's really, that's, that's really the prison, is the mind. It has nothing to do with the external world, because there, there, there typically is always a way out. Yeah, so we just have to exercise that. We need to spend some time. I really like, I wish a lot of different things were in school as well, but unfortunately, we have to train ourselves maybe listen to shows like this, but what is something that we can do to take action? Like for me, I like affirmations. I like visualizations. What is it that you recommend so we can start making changes in our mindset, which will ultimately change our actions? Well, again, so I'm going to come back to 10 minutes of meditation first thing in the morning, because you've got to start watching your mind and become intimately aware of your thought processes and the morning's the most important time, and 10 minutes is key. That's really all you need, but you got to give yourself 10 minutes. And if you can take longer, that's great. But I think that's the most important thing, because if you can start in the morning by observing your thoughts and then seeing that you don't have to get carried away by your thoughts, and you don't have to believe everything you think, and you don't have to get attached to everything you think, you become very empowered knowing that you are not your thoughts and you're not the voice in your head. And then what I like to do is after 10 minutes of meditation, I like to do three things. And they are, I like to choose intentionally to think about a couple things that I'm genuinely grateful for, which becomes a cliche, but it's very powerful when it's very real and you start simple. Like, I'm really grateful for my bed, or I'm really grateful for a hot shower, or I'm really grateful for the cup of coffee I'm going to have. Because for me, that brings me so much joy. It's the little things that you know really bring you joy. So I, I, I make myself think about at least three things or as many things as I can that I'm thank, genuinely thankful for. Then I intentionally choose to think about what I want. So what I want for the day and for my life. So for example, you could think, I want to have a good day. I want to get this done. I want to get to the gym. I want to be happy. I want to make sure that I move slow and take deep breaths. Whatever it is that you want, that you want for your day or your life, I would intentionally think about that. So at least three things that you want for the day and for your life. And what you're doing when you do this is you're exercising this muscle and your capacity to choose and guide your thoughts, which is like a superpower that we all have. And then the third thing, which is very powerful, is to... I would say a prayer or a blessing for the people you care about and that you love the most. So I would think about your family, your friends, your partner, and send them a, a prayer, a blessing, a good wish. So, you know, you might think about your mother and your father or your siblings or your partner or your children and say, you know, I wish them health and happiness. I, I wish them safety and security. I wish them freedom from their pain. And when you expand yourself and you expand this kind of energy beyond yourself, it opens your heart, it opens your mind, it opens your energy body, and that actually allows you to receive and attract more good things during the day when you send out this good energy to people. So it's a really beautiful thing to do first thing in the morning. It, it sets the tone for really a beautiful day when you give a little love to the people you care about most. So I'd say though that's one practice that's really powerful. You know, I thought it was interesting when you're talking about your gratitude and waking up in the morning or, or your meditation. And, and, and when I first heard that, I, like I tried to live in gratitude as well, but I didn't really think much of it. So I would wake up 
And then the first thing I would do is start naming things that I was grateful for just so I could try to improve my day instantly. So it, and it was a very short time. Maybe I, don't, I couldn't, couldn't really say maybe a week or two, but I would wake up and I'd be still laying in bed before I got up to do my gratefulness drills. And I would just start thinking of things that I was grateful for. Like it was just like a mind thing. I woke up and then here comes these thoughts of gratefulness. And I, I just thought it was so profound. Like this is amazing. Like this stuff actually works. So now instead of waking up, things like you had a rough day yesterday, things didn't go so bad. You wake up. I think we all know what it's like. You have a bad day and you wake up next day grumpy because yesterday wasn't so bad. <laughs> right. So I just woke up and these and these natural um, positivity, grateful things started coming to my mind. And I was like, this is awesome. I don't have to try anymore. Yes, exactly. And I think for the listeners, you know, here's the thing. You get to choose. Everybody gets to choose. It's your life. So if you want to be miserable, go ahead. Think miserable thoughts and your life is going to suck. You know, we got to be direct. But if you want to be happy, you have to choose to be happy and you have to choose to override all your negative and cynical habits that you've built up, whether they're from your life or sometimes you get a mother or a father that was really negative and so you just have this negativity in you too because you grew up around it. So it's really up to you. You can choose to find good things to think about and sometimes it feels like you're forcing it at first, but then like you said, it becomes natural and it just comes to you. Or you just let your mind wander and you think about all the negative stuff and, and what you're doing is you're choosing and allowing yourself to be miserable. And if you do that, you're going to push everybody away. Nobody's going to want to be around you. You're going to have no good opportunities in your life and you're choosing it. You just don't realize you're choosing it. So the question for the listeners is, what do you want to choose? Because it's all in your hands. You know what? I think of like a situation like this and I'd imagine many people listening to this show understand like, yes, these are my choices. I want to choose better. How do we reach the people that, you know, have no idea that they're choosing their life, which isn't the path that they want to go down? Well, again, like I, I think just it keeps coming back to what we've been talking about. I think you you got to look at your mind in the morning and notice how many thoughts you have notice what the, the the moral of the story is what's the narrative that's running in the morning because that's where you start to get things at the root i find that the root is those thoughts first thing in the morning um, and then you'll start to see oh i am not in control of my mind my mind is controlling me i actually believe that i'm my thoughts i believe i'm the voice in my head but you're not and so i think that's the most effective place to start and the truth is Drew, and I'm sure you know this, we all have to learn the hard way. And you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So you have to see this for yourself. And the, and the most clear mirror, the most clear kind of, you know, the um, there's a Taoist saying that men can't see themselves in running water. They can only see themselves in still water. So I challenge you, try and still your mind in the morning and then face and look at what your thoughts and the voices in your head are really saying and what they're really causing in your life. Blake, is there anything that we missed that you wanted to mention before we wrap things up here? Um, I guess the only thing that, that comes to mind for the listeners is that you know your feelings matter and your dreams matter 
and they won't matter to anybody around you until you say they matter to you. So please start valuing yourself. Please start talking about what you're feeling. Work with your mind in the way we've talked about and take time for yourself to do those things because that's the secret to shifting everything. And it's also the secret, the key to being well during this unprecedented, challenging time. Awesome. Thanks, Blake. Um, and for our listeners that want to know more about you, where they can find your book, we have a website. Mention anything you like here. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. I mean, the best resource is my book on Amazon, You Were Not Born to Suffer. And my website is unconditional-selflove.com. Awesome, Blake. That was fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing some of your time with us this morning. And, uh, well, whatever time of day our listeners are checking this show out, we certainly hope that some of them pick up your book or reach out to you. Thanks, Drew. Thanks for having me. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on Facebook.com slash True Form Life. We post stuff there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com once again thank you so much for being here that's it that's all i got i'm out of here as always i'm your host drew tadia in health and fitness for a better world thanks for listening you've been listening to exploring mind and body with true form life's drew tadia fitness expert to find out more about the show drew tadia or to listen to past shows visit exploringmindandbody.com